Welcome to Alphabet Fly, a psychopedic moral journey, where I go through a fish handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests and talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Art, and with me today is someone who is is, is rambling, uh, a, a vagabond, uh, a, a wanderer. I already said vagabond. Okay. A wanderer. Uh, Rob. Lord, I was born a rambling man, trying to make a living and doing the best I can. Yeah, so we're talking about a character called Vagavon. Um, so if you were to give like a one little short one-sentence synopsis of them, uh, what would you say? Uh, basically, she was Nomad's sidekick. Uh, this is not Steve Rogers' Nomad, but uh, Jack Monroe, the Nomad who was the third Bucky in the 50s. Also As, one of the scourges of the Underworld, if I'm remembering correctly, right? I think she... Imp- Yes, she she joined Scourge as like uh yeah, she she joined the Scourges and uh decided she didn't want to be in the Scourge and then um called the West Coast Avengers and they shut him down. Yeah. That's that's I I think um and this is maybe just me. Um oop. even though I have like a pretty decent background knowledge of stuff, I forget how wacky and complicated that Captain America stuff gets. Yeah, well, I mean, this is um, this predate. Oh no, this is from the Grunwald run, and a lot of that Grunwald run. I mean, he was there forever, so he, much like Chris Claremont, could have subplots that went on forever. Yep. And he also loved creating new stuff, so there are a zillion new characters in it, and many of them, you know, vaguely patriotic themed, uh, yeah. much like uh, Miss Priscilla Lyons here, who as uh, you just said, appears to have just left a very patriotic jazzercise class. Yeah, she's wearing like a, a red and white striped uh, leotard, strapless leotard, and a blue uh, crop top tank. Yes, that is only kind of on her. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, like, it's it's real 80s, like, you know, the, oh, yeah. just a suggestion of, of a crop top. Um, and she's wearing a domino mask as well, but like oh, yeah. she so you can't discover her identity. She's uh, following a uh, a long line of uh, new blonde women characters that look like they just kind of threw their stuff together real quick before leaving the house. She's actually <laughs> very similar in character design to a later Grunwald character who is not in these handbooks, but you will see when you get to the uh, the hardcovers, a free spirit. Oh. Yeah, I wonder how many euphemisms you... I mean, probably most of them already been explored, but there's so many euphemisms for the American spirit. Yeah, I mean, well, in her case, I think, you know, she's Nomad's partner, and Grunwald just picked up a thesaurus, looked up a synonym for Nomad, uh, nomad and came up with Vagabond. <laughs> yeah. She could have also been Drifter, Itinerant. Oh, Drifter? Is Drifter already a character? You may be thinking of Grifter. Grifter, ooh. Who's, uh, I want to say on Wildcats. He's the guy who has a mask that's also like a bandana. Yeah, oh, no, that's, that's who I'm thinking of. That's who I'm yeah, thinking that's, of, that's, yeah. that's Grifter. Grifter, okay. Yes. I don't know if there's anybody named Drifter. 
I don't know. I feel like I feel like that would be a good like uh, mutant name. Maybe someone who has similar powers of like phasing or something like that. Oh yeah, or maybe he's just like uh, uh, really good at Tokyo drifting in his car. Yeah, it could be like another uh, Razorback. You know, just... or maybe he has like yeah, he's like super hobo abilities. You know, he can detect pies when they're put on wind sills or uh, on yeah on window sills. Um, he can he has like he has like cipher language abilities, but only with hobo code. Yeah, it's uh. Whenever, uh, whenever someone puts out a, a hot pie, like he could smell it even quicker than Wolverine. Exactly, carries his costume <laughs> around in his bindle. <laughs> yeah, uh, always has a can of beans, no matter where. Uh, but yeah, so Vagavon, um, she's an adventurer. So yes, pre- as I always say, aka homeless. Um, yeah, well, especially if you're a vagabond. Exactly, it'd be scandalous if you're a vagabond and you have a steady, a, a steady home. Um, she's a citizen of the United States with no criminal record, no other aliases, place of birth unrevealed. She is single. Um, she, she has a brother named Phil. Um, she is a former partner of Nomad, and she first showed up in Captain America 225, which we have talked about this cover, I think, with you, actually. Yes, I, well, I was on the uh, the episode with uh, where we did the slug, Ulysses yeah. X Lugman. Yeah. The guy who's like the kingpin, if the kingpin was actually just a fat guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that, but that, yeah, that's Captain America 225 in January 1987, Slugfest. And uh, I guess we could do Cover Piece Theater for this one. Uh... Okay, so this the cover is pretty simple. We have a white, not white, a, a yellow background, and we have Steve Rogers holding back one of the arms of a nomad, while the other is just really just just slugging it out um, with uh, with Slug, who they are standing on and literally sinking into. Um, there's a little cup cover copy here which is he's fat he's foul he's the slug all right i, th- I think i think i was capped last time so yeah cap. okay stop it nomad you're killing him that's the idea cap uh, and and yeah they're really standing on him like he's a like a floor yeah, they're just beating up this yeah. fat guy which you know again i know he's a bad guy but also at the same time i feel like that's not sporting but yeah yeah um she does have a lot. Uh, she doesn't have a lot going on in the future either. Uh, but, nope. Um, Priscilla Lyons uh, was in Kentucky hitchhiking to Miami. Uh, People used to hitchhike. They really don't yeah, anymore. I feel like there's a whole like being murdered thing. Yeah, it turns out it's incredibly yeah. dangerous. Yeah, but she was uh, going over to uh, Miami, Florida, not Miami, Ohio. Miami, yeah. Ohio, yeah. Uh, home of the something. Oh, I can't remember what their football team's called. Uh, home of the yeah. something. Um, when yeah. uh, when she was picked up by Jack Monroe, who was also the crime crime fighter nomad, who was passing through on his motorcycle. Priscilla told Monroe that she was going to Miami to find her brother Phil, who she feared became involved with the dangerous criminals in the illegal drug trade. Monroe promised to find and rescue Phil for her. And I'm pretty sure he does. Um, yeah. So Monroe 
learned that Phil Lyons was in the employ of Ulysses X. Lugman, alias The Slug, the head of Miami's illegal drug trade. Uh, Monroe managed to get the job working aboard Lugman's uh, yacht and told Phil Lyons that Priscilla had sent, uh, had, had sent him to bring him home. Uh, Lyons then informed his superior about Monroe, who injected him with a hypodermic needle containing drugs and threw him overboard to drown. Uh, however, worried that she would not hear from Monroe, uh, that she had not heard from Monroe in three weeks, Priscilla uh, contacted his occasional partner, Captain America, and Captain America rescued Monroe from drowning, and together they battled the, uh, the slug and the men on board the yacht. Nomad set the boat on fire, but he, Captain America, and the slug all escaped. Um, it turns out having super strength and durability like Monroe does uh, allows you to just get like real high on uh, on heroin without dying. Yeah, because like he was just like, oh, that should have killed me, but my super. Well, his bad superhuman super soldier serum, which is also kind of good super soldier serum when you think about, it, but also bad. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's janky homemade. Yeah. Super and but the important thing is they didn't get the vitamin. Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's the super soldier serum your mom uh, has at home. Yeah. Yeah. It's but you know it's it's like in the movie they got to put him in like that uh, that iron coffin thing. When was that a thing? Because. I know it was a thing later on. I know it wasn't. I don't think it was at first, right? At first, right? No, I don't think it's in his Golden Age appearance. I think it's in his first Silver Age. Okay. Appearance, at least, I think when they, I think they retold his origin in the uh, I have Tales to Tales of Suspense. I'm always mixing up Tales of Suspense and Tales to Astonish, and I embarrassingly did it once in a handbook. Oh profile. no! Well. Like I think, I think that the way that I remember it, if I'm if I'm remembering the Silver Age stuff, is Tales to Astonish has Ant Man and Tales right Tales to Astonish Ant Man and then later the yeah Hulk. and then uh, it was and Tales of Suspense is Iron Man and Captain America and Strange Tales is Human Torch and Doctor y- Strange yeah naturally. which uh, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate the other ones didn't get uh, you know like Mister Astonish. And uh, Suspense Man, the way that uh, Strange Tales got done. Speaking of good mutant uh, code names, uh, Suspense would be a pretty good one. That's I somehow I think that's not somebody from the '90s, but that's definitely that's definitely one of the guys would have been like one of the acolytes in the '90s. Or would have been a pickup artist. Actually, you know what? (laughs) Wait, what am I talking about? An upstart would definitely be a pickup artist. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the upstarts, uh, maybe a member of the uh, the mutant liberation front. Yeah, fighting alongside with Fire Fist. You know, Fire Fist, my favorite. Oh mutant. sure, Fire Fist. <laughs> uh, Fire Fist, a your favorite mutant who's in Deadpool. I, too. I think that Deadpool 2's Fire Fist is way better than Rusty Collins was ever in the book uh, comic books. I don't know why they stuck with Rusty Collins for so long. I uh, I mean they didn't stick with him for that long. That guy's I know, dead. I know. They still stuck with him too long. They kept skids yeah, around. Skids though. is cool. cool. Skids is cool. I I have a friend who's actually a big skids. Yeah, skids fan. is pretty cool. I um I am okay with skids. Um not 
not Rusty Call. It's like he's he's too lame. Also, uh, and I know technically he has kind of a similar backstory to Rogue, where like their powers activated when they're making out with like you know a teenage love and everything. But his is way more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he, he kind of—it you know, was, it was a prostitute. He yeah, face yeah. I'm just like, I, I don't. That's uh, that's, I, don't, that's I really don't respect characters that murder people, be, uh, murder a person because they got a boner. Well, she survived. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I feel like I would feel uh, a. Um, I think if you don't know it's going to happen, you can be absolved. Well, maybe I don't know. I still don't forgive him. Also, he chose the name Firefist. No. <laughs> I I can't. Well, yeah, he's got. I've got fists. They're on fire. I can't take the human torch. <laughs> There's so many words for uh, flame. If I, if I if I called myself Fireman, that would just be confusing. There has to be a flame-based hero or villain. A lot of them are yeah, taken. A lot of them are taken. I feel like you could still. I mean, go go to different languages or something. Up. Uh, El, El Fuego. Yeah, El Fuego. How? Wait. How is that? I'm pretty sure there's already like a Latin. Whatever. I feel that's a guy in the suit. It has to be. Um, But yeah. Uh, So Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, temporarily abandoned the particular costume identity, that particular costume identity. For a time, Rogers called himself simply the Captain and worked alongside a nomad, demolition man, and another crime fighter, the Falcon. Uh, The Captain insisted that Vagavon refrain from active participation and the team's battles against criminals. However, Demolition Man began training Vagavon in hand-to-hand combat and gymnastics. Uh, to her astonishment, Vagavon even succeeded in defeating the Black Racer, a member of the Serpent Society, by tickling her. Wait, by tickling her into uh, hopelessness. Um, and yeah, that's uh. That's a real black mark for the black. Yeah, racer. and it's not the black racer, the 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 one from DC that is the the speedster. Death no, God. this is a this is a lady who wear who has like super speed and she wears like a oh, green wig. Wait, wait, I I don't know why I didn't make that connection. Who made the black racer first? Almost certainly Kirby. No, no definitely Kirby. Kirby because Serpent Side is going to. Yeah, oh, yep, yeah, because Black Racer didn't come around. She was part of the second iteration of Serpent Society, I want to say. Yes, but also Grunewald was a great admirer of Kirby, so it was probably a loving Yeah, homage. it's just, but also the Black Racer has skis, so, but the DC one. Well, and I think that DC is, one. that, uh, well, that would be Grunewald's only homage to that, because I believe Grunewald also co-created uh, Death Urge. Death Urge, I, I really like, Death Urge was a favorite of mine oh. for a while. Who's also a guy with yeah. skis. It was like a messenger of death. So, uh, Nomad grew furious and angry over the amount of time that Vagvon spent with Demolition Man. Although, in actuality, Vagvon and Demolition Man were no more friend, the mo- no more than friends with each other. Also, D-Man is, like, real gay. Um. <laughs> yes, uh, he has he's since been, uh, been revealed to be gay, so uh, you were you're really barking up the wrong tree there, yeah. Nomad. Uh, finally, the relationship between Jack Monroe and Priscilla um, ended. Um, recently, Priscilla Lyons went to Curtis Jackson, the head of Power Broker Inc., in hopes of receiving his treatment to gain superhuman strength so that she could become more effective as a costume adventurer. 
while she was uh, speaking with Jackson, he came under attack from another costume vigilante known as the Scourge, uh, hoping to gain enough strength to defeat himself. To defeat, to defend himself from the Scourge, Jackson submitted himself to the strength augmentation treatment, uh, knowing well that it, it has a 50% chance of, in, of cases of having a terrible uh, side, side effects. Uh, the treatment enlarged Jackson's musculature to an extent that he was no longer able to move. Jackson was taken into custody by the police in place uh, in Los Angeles uh, County Hospital. Uh, Priscilla Lyons was then captured by Dr. Carl Mollis, Jackson's chief scientist. You've definitely seen Dr. Carl Mollis around. He always has like a Mo Howard book. Uh, yeah, he, he he radiates like real like skeezy uh, scientist energy. Um, he's kind of a uh, trying to remember. If he's kind of a version of uh, it's either Doctor Milo or Doctor Moon from DC yeah. Comics. So uh, Malice intended to take over the operation of the power of power brokering, but uh, but the safe wait wait. But the safe... Wait, no, no, never mind. I'm skipping an entire thing. Am I? No, I am skipping an entire thing. It, it, it devotes a lot of time to what I think is like one issue. Yeah, basically he's trying to take over and he needs like safe fingerprints. To do- fingerprints to open up a safe and he... Okay, Jackson trust line. Uh, there's like... I don't know if like the, the wording or something is weird, but like I'm stuck on one sentence. But okay. Hence, he believed that Jackson could trust lions. Malice gave her a herb epimold made of a malleable putty-like a material and demanded that she take an impression of Jackson's hands. Uh, Malice warned her that if she refused or betrayed Malice, that she would have her brutally injured in some by some of his superhumanly strong henchmen. Malice uh, placed a bracelet on her arm so that she could not remove and and through which he could monitor what she said. Um, <clears throat> so, guilt-ridden at the idea of betraying the faith of a now helpless Jackson, Lion, nonetheless, uh, went to the hospital room, took an impression of his hand, and she contacted Mollis, demanding that he meet her alone in the hospital lobby with the key to the bracelet. Mollis agreed. But on the meeting, he tried to inject her with a hypodermic needle whose contents were unknown. Lyons knocked out, knocked Malice unconscious, injected him with a needle, uh, put the bracelet on him, and sent him in a stall in the ladies' room. And the hospital security was notified that he was there. Um, she left the hospital, phoned the costume adventurer known as U.S. Agent to let him know where to pick up Malice's henchmen, and then. She crushed the putty-like ball with Jackson's handprint, rendering it useless. And we don't know where she's at now. Um, yeah, she, like I said, she turned up in that U.S. Agent miniseries where she tried becoming a scourge, couldn't kill uh, the Matador, and then quit and called the West Coast Avengers. She has not turned up since, because these days it takes more to fight crime than just a plucky spirit and a... Uh, Patriotic. Oh, I mean, I mean, she could probably make it work somehow. Uh, I 
don't understand why more of these uh, non-powered uh, people uh, just don't try to turn to someone like the Tinker or something like that. It's not hard to get a science gun or a science gauntlet. Well, that's true. But, I mean, he usually... Well, I mean, there's probably a low level. There has to be a blue-collar uh, a blue-collar technologist for the heroes. Well, they kind of introduced one in um, uh, Chip Zdarsky's Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, but it turned out it was actually the uh, the tinker in like a giant Elliot Gould looking robot yeah. suit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like uh, I, I feel like you could. Um, I feel like there should be a blue collar uh, hero uh, technologist. You know, someone who can make uh, make you a science gun out of trash for it, like a small fee. Because like it feels like a lot of the people just get their tech from like either like Tony or Mister Fantastic. And that feels like a cop-out, because, like, those are pretty high-up people. What about the little yeah. guy? Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Like, you know, there's not much left to talk about with her. So, uh, what do you have to plug? Alright, so I'm also on a Transformers podcast, uh, Stasis Pod. We are currently going episode by episode through the end of Transformers Rescue Bot Season 2, and after a couple of specials, we'll be doing uh, the second season of 2015's Transformers Robots in Disguise. And I'm also a member of the Marvel Research Team. Uh, we don't currently have a handbook uh, in the works, but uh, if you'd uh, like to write in and uh, tell Marvel you want to see more handbooks, let uh, them know. My name is Art. I have a podcast called Over in Zmith, where I talk about what well, I read a H.P. Lovecraft story with, a, with my friend Faith, and we will... Um, no, release an audiobook if it isn't too boring or racist. Uh, if you want to support me, uh, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram to share and, you know, look at the creep the people we're looking at, as well as go to, um, as well as uh, go to patreon.com slash Alphabet Flight, where you can uh, support me monetarily. Uh, if you have the time, go to at We'll go to your podcast of choice and rate, review, subscribe on there so the algorithms know that I'm worth listening to. And if you, uh, uh and maybe just tell a friend, word of mouth is always really good. Uh, this has been Alphabet Flight and may contra protect you through all of your night's travels. Good night. Oh.